My name is Mohammad. I am working with Professor Rajiv Saha in the Chemical and Biomolecular Engineering Department. In this poster, I am highlighting the legacy of engineering optimization that is carried on in modeling and engineering of biological systems for human benefit. In every field of engineering, optimization is a central component of any sort of decision making, be it scheduling an efficient supply chain, finding the shortest route, optimal design of load carrying structures, or improving the efficiency of electricity transmission and distribution systems. As an engineer or decision maker in any complex process, we routinely perform different sorts of optimization algorithms. The process takes as input a mathematically explicit model of the system and then optimizes for a decision variable subject to realistic parameters and constraints, which then goes through experimental verification. Now, similar to in engineering, the living organisms do their own optimization because they have to survive in the environmental conditions that they live in. Here, I'm showing a pipeline network analogy that resembles the metabolism in a living cell. The flow of fluid is analogous to the distribution of the input carbon sources like glucose or carbon dioxide, while the pipes resemble the reactions and the joints are metabolites. The nutrients our cell takes as an input goes through this reaction network and at the end produces the necessary components for growth called biomass. In addition, the cell sometimes produces some byproducts which can be different than the product that we desire. We can redesign or engineer this pipe network to produce our desired product and minimize the byproduct while keeping the growth sustained. In a pipeline, we achieve this by shutting off or opening up valves in different sections to redirect the flow of the fluid. Similarly, we can use regulations that upregulates or downregulates genes in a cell that shifts metabolism in the direction that we want. What genes we want to modify or engineer needs to be identified first through optimization of a model cell, which we call the metabolic model of an organism. This is a toy example of a model cell where we can see the cellular boundary as well as the internal and external reactions. One assumption in metabolic modeling is the uh, pseudo steady state assumption where we assume that the metabolism is happening in a very fast rate or pseudo steady state. That means we can write the mass balance equations for the metabolite in our model and end up with a system of linear equations. We can then use different optimization algorithms to simulate the metabolism of the cellular model. One of the most popular one is flux balance analysis or FBA. It tries to maximize the growth of an organism subject to these mass balance constraints, minimum and maximum bounds on reaction rates based on thermodynamics and environmental constraints. In the next few slides, I'll show you some examples from my research where metabolic modeling and optimization is used in biological systems. First, a human pathogen, Staphylococcus aureus. Staphylococcus is a highly antibiotic resistant organism and therefore we need novel therapeutics to combat this pathogen. As part of that mission, I recently developed a new genome scale metabolic model of Staphylococcus aureus that we call ISA863. To do that, I assembled the initial reaction set from the previously published models, checked the different biochemical databases and included the missing gene annotations, performed balance check on each of the reactions, and ensured that the model is consistent in terms of thermodynamics and energy production capabilities. 
In addition, I used a tool called Chromas to reconcile the experimentally observed and model predicted gene essentiality. And finally, I used condition-specific and mutation-specific regulation information to further refine the model. I am now employing a multi-level optimization framework to identify a minimal number of reactions which must be regulated to emulate the phenotype that Staphylococcus can adapt to given environmental and genetic perturbations. This will give us important rate-limiting and regulatory points that can be targeted for therapeutic purposes. I am also looking into synthetic lethal targets, which are combination of gene knockouts that can restrict growth of this pathogen and therefore can be used for developing new drugs. This is another project where I used the concept of optimization in understanding heat stress response in rice. As we all know, rice is the most consumed food crop, feeding half of the world's population. But elevated temperatures during early seed developmental stage can adversely affect the seed size, quality, nutrition content, and yield. So, we attempted to answer the question of what drives these responses in rice seed and if there are a handful of global regulatory genes that are responsible for the genome-wide changes. To do that, we subjected rice plants to moderate heat stress of 35 degrees Celsius and collected RNA samples from both controlled and stressed plants at different time points. I then identified the heat stress responsive genes through differential expression and did a pairwise correlation analysis to find which genes are co-expressed with the greatest number of genes in the network. These are shown as the orange dots. These are our potential candidates for global regulators. And then I used my new optimization algorithms called MIRAN that infers the most influential global regulatory genes controlling the expression of other heat responsive genes. So, in summary, I tried to convince you that we can and do leverage the optimization that is inherent in biological systems. And for that, we utilize genome-scale metabolic models. These models can drive new therapeutic drug target identification as well as understanding regulatory mechanisms at play during abiotic stresses. These projects were performed in the Systems and Synthetic Biology Laboratory led by Professor Saha. I also collaborated with Professor Vinay Thomas from UNMC, Professor Walia from Agronomy and Horticulture, and Professor Fernando from Animal Science Department. Thank you for listening. If you have any question, I'll be happy to answer.